Hey, everybody. Welcome back to It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast, a podcast focused on normalizing everyday challenges such as mental health, addiction, grief, divorce, loss, and many more. I hope this episode inspires you to be your best self and to live your dream life one day at a time. Hello, hello. Welcome back to It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast. My name's Madison, and I'm so excited you're here for Mental Health Monday. This episode, we're unpacking imposter syndrome, and we're going to talk about what is imposter syndrome, how does it show up, and I'm going to tell you guys some ways that I've experienced this, and we're just going to normalize it a little bit because I think sometimes we have these feelings of just not feeling good enough, not feeling qualified, not feeling deserving. And we feel like we're the only one who feels like that. But statistically, 70% of us experience this at some point in life. That's a little fun factoid for you. But we're going to get into it. So what is imposter syndrome? Imposter syndrome generally appears, if you can believe it or not, among people who are pretty successful. And a lot of times these people who are really successful, they just feel like they are not deserving of their success, that uh, you know, even though they have degrees, they don't know enough to be qualified to be doing what they're doing. And they really just have this feeling of maybe they're in a really... Uh, successful career, but they feel like they're an imposter showing up every day. And they're like, why are people asking me these questions? I don't know. Like they should ask someone else. And I've experienced this so, so many times in my life. I worked in the corporate world, all of my twenties and Whenever you're in your 20s in the corporate world, people are very happy to remind you that they have been doing this for longer than you've been alive or, you know, just different things like that. And so imposter syndrome is more common in women and about 70% of people experience imposter syndrome just at some point in their life. And then about 20 to 30% of people consistently experience struggles with imposter syndrome. So I remember probably I had been doing HR for, you know, maybe seven years or so. And somebody called me about this really challenging thing that was going on in the business. And so they called me and the director of ops. We're sitting in the car talking to them on Bluetooth. We hang up with them. And the first thing I said is I said, oh my gosh, this is a really big problem. Somebody needs to do something about this. And then I immediately was like, oh no, it's us. Like we're the ones that have to do something about this. And it was like the, just this moment of being like, oh my gosh, there's this like critical thing going on in the business. And people expect me to play a role in getting this, you know, pretty big thing resolved in a way that creates business continuity and success and, you know, all these different things. And uh, it's so funny because the director of ops that I was working with at the time, he literally the same thing. He was like, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's us. Oh, like, what are we going to do? And it's so funny because we were both more than qualified to figure out the situation and we did, but our immediate response was like, we're not good enough. And I think a lot of times our immediate response is I'm not good enough or who am I to do this? And the reality is that God has put you on your journey and on your path and where you are because you can do it and you are smart enough, strong enough, you know enough, all of those things. So some other times that I've experienced imposter syndrome. So most recently with 
publishing my book. So if you guys did not know, I published my first book. It's also called It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed. And it basically takes you through like probably five or six different spirals that I went through in my life. Everything from when I was really struggling with depression and anxiety to when my dad died to when I went through divorce and just all these really, really just hard things that I went through. And basically the book unpacks just uh, these things that I went through and then I went back and, you know, kind of added to it later and kind of told myself, you know, what I would give advice to my younger self or what I would give advice to somebody else who's going through this or just reminders or things that I've learned. And whenever I put this book out, first of all, I did not write this intending to publish it. I wrote it originally as a diary where I was just in so much pain. I was just like brain dumping, like everything that I needed to just get off my chest, all these things that I'd been through. And then it just kind of came to me that like I was supposed to make it a book and add like advice to it and just really kind of share this story. And I did not want to do it because one, there was a lot of shame around what I was talking about. I was talking about being suicidal. I was talking about being addicted. I was talking about going through divorce, you know, before 30, you know, I was talking about all these things that I thought carried so much shame. And then if you show those things to the world. You give people the opportunity to judge you. And then that makes it, you know, even more hard. And so I just felt like, who am I to try to like inspire people with my story? You know, I felt so much just not good enoughness, imposter syndrome. What if I publish this book and people hate it? What if nobody buys it? All these things. And honestly, more people have bought this book than I would have expected. And like some of the people that have reached out to me and told me they've bought it, I'm like, wow, really? You that's awesome. And so that's just been like a really cool of me watching, you know, just from those like negative thoughts from the beginning of like, you're not going to be good enough. No one's going to buy it. You know, just all these kind of negative things to actually going through with it and doing it and like seeing what a cool adventure it's been. So another time that I felt imposter syndrome, I remember when I was probably like 23, 24, I was doing my first corporate HR job and the business I worked for did a lot of acquisitions. So we went and bought other businesses and then those businesses became a part of our business. And so a big role HR plays is just kind of, you know, facilitator, making sure that everybody gets onboarded, has questions answered, and also just trying to like make people feel welcome. And so I go to this acquisition that we're doing in New York. And these people in New York were not thrilled that the business that I worked for was buying them, not thrilled at all. And so a lot of times, you know, in these situations, people kind of like take out their, you know, anger or frustration on, you know, just kind of the wrong people. So I end up just kind of in this really bad spiral of like, uh, oh my gosh, I'm not qualified to be here. I'm not good enough to be here. I don't know enough to be here. I can't solve all these problems. I can't diffuse all these things. Like what the heck? So then what happens is at this point in my life, I am using alcohol to cope, but I'm not aware that's what I'm doing. So that night I'm feeling just, you know, not good enough. I go out, I get really drunk. And the next day I'm throwing up in the shower at like seven in the morning when I probably needed to be in a meeting and all because I didn't feel good enough. I didn't felt like I belong. I didn't feel like I was qualified to be there. And I can look back now and identify that's what was happening. But in the moment I had no idea what was happening. I just felt, you know, really kind of lost and, you know, unsure of myself. And that was very early on in my HR journey, but I also once I had started learning about imposter syndrome, going to therapy, different things like that, I had a moment where I realized I was like experiencing imposter syndrome in the moment. And I was in this time where there had just been a lot of challenging things happening at work that I've been having to deal with. And 
I remember being on the way home from work one day and the day had just been so hard, but I had somehow managed to just like put out all the problems that day. And I remember thinking to myself, man, I'm really good at this HR thing. And at this point in my career, I had a master's degree. I had the highest HR certification you could get. And I was like been doing corporate HR for, you know, quite a while. And so I had all of these like worldly things that I'd been trying to get to validate that I was good enough or smart enough or qualified enough. And those still didn't make me feel qualified enough because I didn't believe in myself and I didn't, you know, at this time have the confidence and, you know, self-love and all these different things to realize that God always puts you where you're supposed to be. And I think a lot of times imposter syndrome shows up as you just questioning God's plan or questioning the path for your life. Because recently I have started to share a lot about my faith on Instagram here, just in all these different platforms. And it's been this area where I felt really vulnerable because I have not always been the greatest example of faith. Some days I'm still not the greatest example of faith. And so there's, you know, kind of this just reoccurring, you know, negative self-talk that's just, you know, the devil in my ear. Who are you to tell people about faith? You know, you were, you know, addicted to drugs and alcohol. You were doing all these things wrong. And, you know, who are you to think that you could do this? And I just have to remind myself that, you know, the things that God puts in my heart are the things that he wants me to do. And that I have to, you know, just pray about, you know, hey, what do you want me to do? Am I on the right path? If not, please show me what path I'm supposed to be on. And so I've really been slowly learning to just take back some of these really, you know, critical self, negative self-talk or negative thoughts that would come up or, you know, just kind of Satan planting negative thoughts in my mind. I've really started to be able to just take these, you know, thoughts back and realize that they're just thoughts and realize that a lot of it is just imposter syndrome or not feeling good enough or not feeling qualified enough and just kind of all these things that just show up in life at different times so I hope this episode resonated with you guys. It was really just kind of my brain dump about what I've been learning about imposter syndrome because I've been experiencing it a lot lately. And I feel like it's also tied, you know, of course, to mental health. So I wanted to just spend a Mental Health Monday episode just kind of normalizing, unpacking, sharing about imposter syndrome. So if you're out there and you are also experiencing it, you just know that you're not alone. It's normal. Actually, a ton of people experience it, you know, throughout life or at some point in their life and really just work on doing maybe some I am affirmations to kind of counteract that. So now whenever I have these thoughts come up that are, you know, negative self-talk, I have done enough affirmation work where I instead might ha be able to say, I am strong, I am brave, I am courageous, I can do strong, I can do hard things, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Like if you can just get a couple of those in your back pocket, that whenever these negative self-talk moments come in, you can just override them with the positivity and these I am affirmations, statements of scripture, you know, whatever works for you. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you heard this and you were like, oh my gosh, you know who needs to listen to this? My mom, my bestie, my sister, send to a friend. And as always, happy healing, babes. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast. I'm your host, Madison. If you want to get tuned into more episodes, you can click the follow button in the top right-hand side of your phone screen. This will actually notify you when new episodes are published. If you love this episode, please leave a five-star rating and review. It really helps with the show. 
And last but not least, if you thought of someone during this episode that you were like, hmm, I really need my mom, my bestie, my sister to hear this episode, please share with a friend. And as always, happy healing, babes.